Welcome to another edition of the Untold Patriot Stories podcast with Scott Prusak and Dave Usher, where you'll hear stories told by the players and media members. Well, hello, everyone, for another edition of Untold Patriot Stories. Tonight, we are lucky to have the Super Bowl 36 champion uh, running back who played a key part in that final drive that led to the game-winning field goal, J.R. Redmond. J.R., good seeing you. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Good. So I'm going to spin it around, um, introduce you to Bob and Dave. So, Bob, why don't you take it from here? Uh, great to meet you, uh, Jr. Uh, you know you got some great highlights. You got a lot of fans around here that remember what you did in the Tuck Rule game, and and certainly uh, the Super Bowl game. And and uh, I know you overcame a lot of injuries, and uh, we really appreciate you know coming up with some big plays for us, um, taking us to the first Super Bowl uh, championship. And uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Then uh, here's our other colleague, uh, Dave. Hey, Jr. Good to see you again, man. Um, What's up, Dave? How you been? Good, thanks. Um, looking forward to talking to you. Um, you know, it's fun doing some of the research and, you know, I know he's a Patriot, but also some of the great things you did at, at ASU, we'll, uh, we'll get into that as well. So Scott, if you yeah. want to kick it off from here. All right, here we go. So born in, born in, uh, California, right, JR? Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. So I was looking at your, I, I knew a lot about what you did with the Patriots. Uh, I'm not a big college football guy. I'd be the first one to admit it. But as I started to look into your stats, uh, one of the things that kind of blew me away was from 97 to 99, your stats just kept getting better and better. Um, you, 97, you had 142 carries for 805 yards, seven TDs, um, 15 catches for 186 yards, one TD. Then in 98, your, your carries increased every year, 166 for 833 yards and 11 touchdowns, 22 catches for 94 yards. Then in 99, 241 carries for 1,174 yards, 12 touchdowns, 15 catches for 100 yards and, and, and a TD. So obviously, um, you know, your college career, you were, I think, you had you had, you were more known for running the ball, right, back then, and not really. Um, yeah, I was actually probably more known for returning punts back then. Yep. Um, that was probably where um I had the most explosive plays is the during punt return. Okay. Um, yeah. So then you come to the Patriots, uh, you get drafted by them, and then you become more of a of a pass catcher a little bit. Um, so what was it like getting drafted? You know, do you remember who who called you and told you you were drafted by the Patriots? Do you remember that day? What were you, what were you doing? You know, um, I, I do remember the day. Uh, some key things about the day. I don't actually recall exactly who I talked to. I believe I spoke to more than one person. I know I did speak to uh, Bilicek, and I want to say I spoke to Charlie Wise also, if I'm not mistaken. Um but yeah, no, I, I know I was watching the draft and, um, you know, I watched a round go by, I watched the next round go by and then my stomach just turned into knots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm about to go lay down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you so, did get, dra- you did get drafted before Brady though. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, at that juncture in my career, I, you know, I was supposed to, Yep. you know, if the tables was turned right now, I would say, I, you know, if it was Brady and me, well, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but um, but during you know during that time, obviously you know at that time I was one of the best running backs in college football as well as punt returners. Um, and uh, yeah, so none none to say the less. I went to sleep and then I woke when I woke up. Not when I woke up, my uncle came in a room and said, "Boy, get up!" And I like, "What's what's up?" He was like, "Boy, you you gonna need a jacket." I like what you what you talking about? <laughs> like you you going to New England? I like, oh, okay, all right, all right. And um, I actually had tripped to New England before the draft. Um, so I knew it was several places that I could end up. I didn't realize that New England had as much interest as they did. Um, and I want to know. I remember one of the things that was said to me is that I reminded them of a Curtis Martin type of back, uh, wow. type of an all-purpose type of back. And so that's what their interest was in me. And um, so, yeah, I was I was definitely excited, you know, to find a home. So I look at your scouting report and, and two of the things that jumped off the page is that, that he's a fine receiver and he makes big plays. So, I mean, I, I know that, the, you know, you had the ability and the punt returns. You returned a punt for a touchdown in college and uh, you actually threw a touchdown pass in college. Um, but scoring 11 touchdowns and 12 touchdowns rushing, uh, there was a lot of versatility there. And we appreciate, you know, in the playoffs to making the big plays and making the key reception. So whoever did that scouting report uh, came to fruition against the, the Raiders and the uh, the Rams uh, mm. just a couple of yep. years later. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I would say um, that, that kind of goes back to um, – my pop Warner and high school football team. And the reason why is because there were so many good players on that team. If you didn't score or make a play when a ball came your way, it may be almost 10, 15 plays, 20 <laughs> plays of offense for you get the ball again, because yeah. we had that, that many athletes. So it was just kind of one of those things that when your number is called, you better make the play because you don't know when the ball's going to come back your way. Yeah, oh, that's that's great. And you, I mean, you, know, you talked about some of those numbers at at, at um, ASU, and it ended up uh, what your third all time in rushing um, still. Um, so that's that's pr uh, pretty impressive. And then I saw, uh, I think it was on one of your social medias, you talked about uh, balling out as a freshman uh, against uh, what in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, mm. yeah. You have any have any memories of that as a freshman going uh, undefeated team against the Buckeyes? Um. Yeah, um wow. Nineteen ninety-six. Um it was just an awesome year, awesome season, uh undefeated season. Um my first year of college, obviously. Um going in as a second semester freshman, I set out the fall, went into spring. So when I got there, I was right into got right into spring ball, got a chance to get acclimated, wasn't sure what position I was gonna play because I was being recruited as an athlete to most colleges. So didn't know if I was going to play safety, which is my actual true position, or if I was going to play running back or slot, which are both positions that I know how to play. But my true position is defense. Um, so kind of played on both sides of the ball a little bit uh, during the spring, trying to figure out what what's, what home's going to be. And um, learned the offense. Came back uh, during fall camp, had an opportunity to uh, to compete. And when I say compete, not compete for a starting job, but compete for playing time. Mm -hmm. We had two guys that were juniors. We had a, 
another great uh, sophomore, um, which was Marlon Farlow, uh, Terry Battle, and Michael Martin. Those guys are absolute studs. Um, and um, and I can't say enough about our defense. I want to say maybe uh, on that, my freshman defense, the starting 11, nine of them played in the NFL. Wow. So that's what I practice against every day. Well, so as a that, freshman, <laughs> that helped you get, that that helped get you ready. Get there you yeah. go. So let's let's talk about the snowball because I, I I have there was something I wanted to ask you about that. So um, the snowball, you had some uh, key, you had some key um, receptions in that game. But the question I have for you is that you later went on to play for the Raiders, <laughs> who we know didn't take that loss very well, right? So wow. how was it, how was it when you went to the Raiders? Did they give you some crap about that, or what happened? Yeah, I definitely <laughs> got some shit about that. I definitely got some shit about that. So what happened? <laughs> what happened? You walk in, what do they say to you? Um, they tell you it was a fumble. Yeah, well, it didn't happen right away. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I got to say this is because it's, it's the first thing that popped in my mind. Um, after when I actually walked in the Raiders locker room after I did my workout and I signed to a two-year deal, um, when I walked in the locker room, I walked in and a buddy of mine by the name of Eric Johnson, who was a childhood friend that I played little league football with, went to elementary school with. I hadn't seen him since the seventh grade. And I walked in the locker room and he was sitting there. Wow. Hmm. And so yeah. it was like, where you been all this time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, Needless to say, uh, I was excited. And then just growing up in Los Angeles, man, you know, I seen Tim Brown in the Coliseum returning punts. Now I'm in a huddle with him. Yeah. So it was cool. just, it was really awesome, like full circle for me. Wow. Right. Just getting to being able to put on a silver and black was like a dream, a yeah. dream come true. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, I think it took maybe about three or four practices. Um, and, you know, making some plays on a football field during practice and then just kind of getting a feel for me and my personality to maybe about the third or fourth practice I walked in and they like, oh, OK, OK, OK. Let me ask you a question, Redman. Like what? <laughs> Tell the truth. That was a fumble, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Oh, I mean, a whole locker room was on my yeah. head. I'm like, man, I'm a Raider now. Yeah, Stop that's, it. I mean, that's in the past, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a Raider now. So, so you enough, know. that, that, that's, that's some crazy stuff. I saw that and I was like, I wonder, I wonder if they gave you that time. So yeah, they did. You know, I would say this too. Um, interesting enough. I, you know, I never heard of the tuck rule until that year. Right. Yep. Because it actually happened did. to us against the yeah. Rams. Yeah. Right. So I never, you know, I, I, I felt for him cause I, you know, when it happened in during the Rams game, I was like, what? Huh? Yeah. Tuck rule, what does that mean? Yeah, they, oh, they trying to steal the game. There you go. <laughs> so you, you know, you know what I think too. I don't think I don't think enough people give you credit for the important part you played in the Super Bowl because it was you were on your own thirty with forty one seconds left. You caught that three yard dump pass that you brought the guy, dragged the guy down, and got the ball out of ground, got the ball out of bounds to stop the clock. And a quote from Charlie White said that if you hadn't have done that, they would have been playing for overtime. So I don't the, the role you played in that last drive. I don't think you get enough credit for in New England for being a very crucial part of that drive. And you know, 
leading the way to that field goal. Because if he hadn't made that play, made somebody miss, dragged the guy to the sideline and got that ball out, that could have been a different outcome. Now, if that game went to overtime, could have been completely different. Because I, if I remember right, at the end of the game, they were starting to make a little bit of a comeback. So if they got the ball yeah. back, your play, pretty, yeah, your play pretty much, you know, led to that field goal. So to all the New England fans out there that don't realize, uh, you know, you played a pretty big part in that, and uh, we all should thank you for that. Man, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, uh, one thing I would say to that is that. <clears throat> A lot of New England fans do remember me just for that, and I and and that's um that's great, you know. I, I I do get that. Hey man, if it wasn't for that for that drive, if it wasn't for those catches, you know, if it wasn't for the play in the snowball during like, man, you had some key plays that help us that help us win the game, and um, I I am always reminded of that when I speak to people in New England. So shout out to New England fans because they have a always uh said exactly what you said you know um you should get more kudos for the for the uh the role that you play um and that they appreciate it you know and i appreciate the opportunity you know when the game's on the line since it's always one of those things where you know you always wish you could get more plays during the game but then it always tells you what they really think about you because when the game is on the line who's in the game yeah. And who, yeah, who gets the touches, right? Yeah, you exactly. know, so that that right there, I'll always be appreciative for. Um, I remember, like, word verbatim, Tom saying, hey, if they don't come, get out on the route. I'm going to need you. You know, so um, it was really all of us, not just me, everybody that was on that field doing what they're coached to do, to be honest with you. Right. Do, doing your we're job, just right? doing, We're just doing what we're coached to do. We've been in situationals practices with Belichick's big on situations, Charlie big on situations. What do we do when this is happening when this occurs? And it, it was like textbook stuff that we did in practice at the end of practice every time. So um, I don't, it was huge definitely during a moment, but man, we were doing exactly what we were coached to do. Yeah. I mean, just to back up and, you know, you talk about the, the tuck rule game. I mean, the, the first play in overtime, they went to you. And then the third play, they went to you. And then the fourth play, they went to you. And, you know, you had three big plays. And then, you know, 10 or 11 plays later, they kicked the game-winning field goal. So right off the bat, overtime, we're going to JR. We're going to JR. We're going to JR, right. you know. Right. So uh, we appreciate that. So one of the questions I have, I mean, you play with Kevin Falk and you mentioned uh, Charlie Weiss already. What are some of the things that Charlie Weiss kind of instilled in you that you kind of still use in your life of wisdom and lessons? Was he a, a guy that can kind of just get in your brain? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> now, you know, Jay, whenever you start talking about Charlie Weiss, I think of a story you said. We can save that for the end. But Okay. So um, the first person you mentioned is Kevin Falk. All right. Um, I'll say this about my brother, Kevin. Kevin is the ultimate professional. Yeah. Um, you know, during my time there, I, I watched the ups and the downs that the NFL can bring you as well as life, um, family and friends and situations. And I think Kevin is one of the ultimate professionals. I think, and I believe there's a lot of things that he had to endure, uh, year in, year out, um, you know, bringing in people obviously you want to make the team better but it seems like a lot of times they were just bringing in people to try and bring in someone different but kevin endured and he was the last one standing 
out of all yeah. the different guys that came in and out, he was the last one standing. And, um, you know, shout out to K Feezy for that. That's my guy. Love Kevin Falk. Love Big Antoine, Patrick Pass, Mark Edwards, all those guys, class acts. Yeah, but quite a... I forgot what you asked me. <laughs> That's <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll me... get back to that. Charlie Weiss, you get a chance to think about that. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, Charlie just... Weiss? Um, and what was the question? What did I learn from Charlie Weiss, right? Is that right, what you said? Right. Um, well, I tell you what I did learn from Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss had a brilliant offensive of mind. I actually, if you if you can recall, it was Charlie Weiss, in my opinion, that made all of college football and the NFL start to go five wide. It took a couple of years for everyone to catch on, but the offense and the things that people are doing today is because of Charlie Weiss. And the game that it happened is when we played Blitzburg. I can't forget what year it was, but it was a particular year where they, were, they came out. And it was after our Super Bowl year. They came out. They was on fire. They had so many blitz, uh, crazy exotic blitzes and so many sacks within the first, I don't know how many games, but the first quarter of the season. And then we were going to play them on a, either a Monday night or a Thursday night or something. I know it was a, a big night game. Maybe it's even Sunday night. I don't recall. But one thing I do remember is um, Charlie Wise, you know, every play we called in a huddle, it may be called more than one play. Yeah. And then off each play we had, it depended on who was blitzing, we just run to the vacant area and it just torched them. I think it was like 40-something or nothing or I'm not sure what the score was, but I we for sure put a 40-burger up that day <laughs> and they didn't even touch the quarterback, which they were averaging like four sacks a game at the time. They didn't yeah. even touch the quarterback. Um, and we threw the ball all over the field wherever we wanted at will. And it was that game right there that actually changed the complexion of how people call offensive plays. You can go all the way back to that game and you can watch the next two or three years what college, what NFL, what everybody start doing. And in my opinion, you know, that was Charlie Weiss. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. Char cool. Charlie, Charlie brought a lot to the table. It's it's good though, you know. You're talking about Charlie Weiss, and you talk about uh, you were coached, what you were coached to do in the Super Bowl. And it's funny that a Hall of Fame coach, uh, John Madden, is calling the game saying you guys should take a knee. Um, but you know, it shows you where you know where you talk about people changing the game. And Belichick said, "No, he's going to go, going to move forward and and go with you." So um, pretty cool stuff. But people remember. Now, there's you another side to Charlie Weiss that I'm not going to elaborate too much on. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I know that story. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, we might get into that. We might get into that. Um, yeah, there's another side. You ask a specific question, I'll give you a specific answer. Uh, well, okay, we'll leave that, we'll leave that one to Scott. Um, yeah. So, no, I was just going to say, I mean, people remember you mostly, you know, for like you said, for the Super Bowl, Brady. But when you started, it was Bledsoe, and you had some fantastic games, um, you know, starting your first year. You know, one of them, I, I think, unfortunately, it was it, it ended up being a loss, but you got, what, 97 yards and 22 rushes and caught your first uh, receiving touchdown against the Colts yeah. your rookie year. You remember that game and how that felt? I do. I do. I remember that game. It was a good game. Uh, we played a good game. Uh, I think we lost, like, towards the end of the fourth quarter, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was a good game. We're down to the wire. Both offensive play good. Defense play good. I think that was probably one of the first games that, as a team, um, excuse me, we gelled all together in regards to all of the players and all of the pieces that they had. 
uh, you know, being able to utilize him and everybody making plays. Um, I think that was probably the most I ever touched the ball in one game. Well, and I don't think I touched the ball that much after that. This that 22 times, you know. So for me, it's like, okay, what could it have been if I'd been able to get more games and get more carries like that? But, you know, I was excited for the win and for the opportunity. There you go. Right. So what we'll do is um, we'll start to spin it around and, and I'll end it with just something, you know, a message to you just about uh, kind of overcoming obstacles. But so, uh, so you want me to tell the story and you can agree or disagree. Do you want me to tell the story? What story? Uh, what you talking the about? Ch- the Charlie Weiss going over game film. You want me to tell that? And then you can say yay or nay, or you, you want to oh, tell it yourself. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I, I mean, you know, I thought you, see, I don't know exactly because I've said a lot of things about Charlie Weiss. So I don't know exactly. I so we, a, lot of things, a lot of things. So we, but we, exactly we, what you was talking about. So we call it untold Patriot story. So we try to get at least one story to our listeners of Patriots fans that they wouldn't have known unless somebody told the story. So if okay. you want to tell the story, go ahead. But I could say it. Yeah, that's cool. Just verify it. <laughs> so I, I can verify it, and 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 then we'll go from there. <laughs> All right, cool. So would it would it be? Would it be accurate to say that you're watching film in the film room with your fellow running backs and halfbacks and all that stuff? So that great group of guys that we talked about. Uh-huh. Um, and Charlie, I believe, had narcolepsy. Correct? Is that? Did, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what his diagnosis was, but yeah, he definitely had some type of sleeping uh, disorder. So you said that he had this uncanny um, <laughs> to fall asleep, way, and wake up, well, you He'd be going over a plane. He would say, "JR, so what I want you to do is cut out to the left, <laughs> come back up, and say cut to the left and go straight down the field." Right? You said he would he would pick right up where he left off. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So Absolutely. That's... <laughs> hey, he's a he's a skilled sleeper. I don't think anybody's as skilled as falling asleep and waking up as Charlie was. So, um, because he'd wake up and literally start back mid-sentence where he left off some people wake up and you know that they were asleep because they start yeah. talking gibberish yeah or say something that you know was like hey we wasn't talking about that charlie would be like you know um you see you see this end right here coming up field jr you see you see now for the well, listeners you know, you know, you know right um now. he has to <laughs> he wake up and he'd be like well so um He's got too much uh, rain up the field. You got to give him a little chip. Give him a little flipper. Don't let him get up the field so fast if he gets up. You know, so it didn't matter where he was. It could be, hey, uh, talking to a wide receiver. Hey, you see, wh- what coverage do you think? <laughs> well, yeah, so that's cover three. And so you should have <laughs> broke it here. You know, so he was. <laughs> he could just do it, man. Um, so, so let me ask you this, though. So the very first time it happened, you're with your teammates. What's everybody do the first time that happens? Just kind of look around. <laughs> just kind of look. What else can you do? Right. I mean, right. If, if if it's a player that's falling asleep, you like trying to wake him up. Hey, get up, get up, get up, yeah. get up. But when the coach falls asleep, what do you say? Yeah. <laughs> it's not nothing. So we just kind of like. Whoa. That's really it. But it never lasted for longer than maybe twenty seconds. I promise you, take short naps. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't a thing where he was like minutes go by it would right. literally just be like a few seconds would be yeah. silent and then yeah. he, you know he'd wake up that one stuck with me so 
Thanks for listening to Untold Patriot Stories with Scott Prusak and Dave Usher. Please follow us on whatever platform you download your podcasts and be sure to tell your friends.